0: All right, Blake, I want to welcome you back to everybody's favorite segment on this show, Beating Your Mead, the show where I make mead. Now- Oh, fuck uh, you, no. (laughs) It's- how long has it been? Um, it's about to be coming up on two years. It was made on March 16th of 2018. I did- was this a plan? No, this is called, I have nothing for the cold open, so I'm gonna do this. I... So, this is the one, this is one of them. This is the one that smells like wood, and uh, <laughs> I don't know if you can see on on Twitch the just particulate that's just accumulated. That's in- not safe! <laughs> You are going to go blind! I'm not gonna drink it, but I feel like... Before I do pour these out, because, God, I have to pour these out... (laughs) I do need to give a final nosing, a final tasting note on this. This was, of course, the worst one that was filled with oak, and... Uh uh Okay oh 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 (laughs) no i did not have to put my nose to it (laughs) okay okay this is this was a fun segment this is going over here start the show bye guys was that fun whoa ladies and gentlemen boys and girls children of all ages it's it's time it's time it's time And I'm talking about a load, a load of B, S, that's right, ladies and gentlemen, a load of BS, the greatest show on the planet, featuring the two best damn men of all time, and I'm talking about he, the B, to the LAKES Blake, Tedder, and of course with me as always, yes, it is the S, Carrier of the Holy Flame. Once and forever, Don't. future non-withstanding no this, No, Scotty that, Moore. The smell of that fucking meat is still in the air. Don't put an open flame out near me right now. My room will explode from the pure ethanol and dookie that's inside of that container. And it will be willed by the gods. So, this is a show where every week we talk about a specific subject, right, Blake? And this week it's uh, Jack and your Wayne in high school. Now, Blake, I, um... You got any good high school... How the (laughs) fuck did that come from? It was... Okay. I don't know if you understand the sheer panic mode that I go into when I don't have a fun story from the week. And I go, oh no... We have nothing. We're just going to be staring at each other for ten minutes until we start doing the actual show. So and- that's when you go into your closet and you just pull out the little gremlin who's like, <laughs> High school weenjakin', buddy. What, it's because I did remember, quite possibly, did you, did you get bullied without getting re- without realizing you were getting bullied? Because I'm fairly sure that's how I was in middle school. No, I was fully aware of it. It was very overt. <laughs> Like, well, no, it was back because these people were my friends. So I'm like, oh, it's just some good-natured ribbing. And I'm like, wait a minute. They did push me over and steal my Kiss Army patches off of my jacket infamously because he claimed that I was not allowed to be in the Kiss Army because I wasn't a big enough fan. And I'm like, I fucking like Kiss. It's a cool patch. stuff. And that's when you kick him in the nuts. Yeah, and I was just like fucking rock and roll all night and party every dick and kicked him. But I feel like the weirdest bullying I ever done get bullied is one time we were on a Scholar's Bowl trip because I was, of course, in the gifted program, which is why I grew up to be an absolute dipshit like all (laughs) gifted students. And so we went to a CC's Pizza after Scholar's Bowl, and I... I am a maniac at a crane game. A good crane game, I can win multiples of animals. And I want a little Elmo toy, Blake. Okay. And Elmo looked at me with these innocent eyes. Oh, no, you have told this story before. Uh, Have I told it on this show or just to you as a person? A friend took Elmo and... And he fucked it. And he fucked Elmo on the bus, Blake. And I just can't. I, to this day, cannot get over the fact that I... Know somebody who was like, "Hey, can I see Elmo?" And I'm like, "Yeah, here's Elmo. This toy. Like, I am a fresh-faced baby, little eighth eighth grader. Like, oh yeah, here's Elmo. I worked so hard to win this. Spent all my parents' money at the cr- at the crane game. And he's like, "Oh, really? Well, Elmo's getting dicked up the ass right now." I was now. a I was about to say, uh, "Was that guy's name Ralph?" Because he was going to wreck it. <laughs> El- Elmo is now in therapy, chat says, and that's very accurate. It's therapy me the Elmo. It's uh, the natural progression from tickle me Elmo, because Elmo never consented to being tickled. See, that's the weird thing, is in when it, the case was taken to court, and they brought a doll to Elmo, and it was just like, show us on the doll where he touched you, Elmo was like, what the fuck is this shit? That is my brethren. How dare you bring my brother in before me like this? And it's like, did he touch you here? And he touched him on the shoulder. (laughs) No, no, no. They brought out a Tickle Me Elmo and showed it to him. He's like, what kind of fucking sick joke is this? I was fucked up the butt by an eighth grader on a bus. (laughs) Man, eighth graders fucked up. They really are. Oh, children up until a certain point are complete and utter psychopaths. They I belie- have no sense of empathy, and they just don't give a shit. I believe uh, that same boy was just a jackin', a jackin maniac because they were also in band. And I believe he was the one very proud of the fact that he jacked into a jacket of his close personal friend. Easily. Top five friends. This guy was in it. He jacked into the jacket. The friend was like, well, I don't want this anymore for it has come within it. And so then, he gives it back to Jacking Boy, and then decides, okay, I'm gonna just give this to my little brother instead. And then the little brother wears it. Like, children are maniacs, Blake. They're animals. You know, this just makes me glad that I'm sure I knew people like this, but I also knew to stay away from them. Like, the guy that always wore a trench coat and brought his own salt and pepper to lunch what and just threatened to stab everybody i got stabbed did you ever get stabbed a little bit yeah i I got stabbed with a fork once and it wasn't like a big deal but the kid was really fucking annoying so i said it was a big deal and i got him kicked out of our class i was very proud of this this was the first ever scotty manipulation moment was i don't want this kid near me anymore I'm gonna tell everyone he stabbed- Cause he did, he stabbed me with a fork, but I went home like, I'm- Mom, I'm bleeding. Mom, I'm bleeding- Just look at this- Is that- Is that it? Yeah, and I was like, no, it's right there, do you see it? And the spot would move- and then I brought in friends and my friends weren't in on it, but the minute they walked in were like, Did you see him get stabbed? I looked at them. They looked at me and they're like, Absolutely. I saw him get stabbed to fuck. It was a bloodbath. It was horrifying. Uh I once got stabbed by a very sharp pencil because uh somebody was just not paying attention and they were just being an asshole waving it around after they'd sharpened it. Yeah. And it fucking hurts. Well, yeah, it's a fucking pencil. Like I don't don't expect it to feel good at all. No, but it's like one of those real, sh- real sharp. Hey, that was a real sharp pencil, buddy. You ever just had the feel of pure carbon piercing up in your chest, bud? It's like a whole new experience oh. for you if you like pain. But I don't like pain or. What do is I. this scene you're drafting of this alternate version of Jaws? where they're all trying to get the pencil pencil stick killer out of the town because he's about to ruin their 4th of July situation. And then in the back of the room, you just hear, like, 42 kids go into the classroom. 41 pencils come out. You go in the water. Pencil in the water. Pencil in the water. (laughs) Sharpened pencil coming right up to you. You go under. Pencil comes back up. Boy was sharp. Boy was sharpening that thing for about 30 or oh, 45 seconds. That thing is a crystal point. It could cut diamond if you asked it to. Pulled it out of the sharpener, threw it right into a mass of 8th graders. You, you better run, fat kid. You better run before Pencil Boy. Pencil Boy coming for you, fat kid. You better go. Uh, did you know people who could, like, flick a pencil to where it would always, like, land point up into something? Oh, like into the ceiling or stuff? Uh, or people. No, no that that wasn't a thing. I we had rubber band bandits. We would always have like rubber bands and shoot them at people. That was our thing. Did you ever did you ever see or play the game the stupidest game I think I've ever seen? It is where you just you put your knuckles down on the table and the other person has a quarter and they flick the quarter as hard as they can across the table into your knuckles. I like this because since I went to a larger school, I have a more varied story. Whereas since you were in a small school, you've got more horrifying stories. <laughs> you've got more terrifying ones because you can get away with it. What was the most trouble you got into in high school? Do you remember? Or well, middle school at all times? Cool. Uh, Middle school, I didn't really do shit. I, I was so... I would, I didn't give a fucking shit. I didn't talk to people. I talked to 3 people in middle school. Now in high school most uh trouble I ever got into is uh, I was pulled into a fight. Um, oh shit. Pulled into it. You were used as a weapon. Well, <laughs> yeah. You up. My friend and I we were at lunch and I I don't know what it was, but the dipshits just decided today was our day. Oh Especially yeah. Especially my a friend BJ. Oh no, you you don't fuck with BJ. I know BJ. Don't fuck with that boy. Now this was this was before you uh this was before you knew him, the incarnation that you know now, when he ha- had a like bowl haircut and no facial hair whatsoever and he was as skinny as me. Oh wow, okay. Um so we were leaving and they just kept up and the next thing that I know, because I was in front of him, is like he was tackled into me. Oh, okay. And they were just going at it, and there was, like, a guy trying to get him from behind, and I tried to get in between them just so those two could duke it out. I didn't get punched, or I didn't try to throw a punch. I tried to break it up more than anything, but, you know, still got suspended. The closest I ever got to a fight, and by a fight I mean getting my ass beat, was one day after a class, and this might have been a dream. I don't know, but all I remember is a bully came up to me. Grabbed me by my jacket, picked me up, and shoved me into against a locker. And then my other friend, who was it was also his time as well, we were both picked. Uh I he got shoved against a locker. Like they were like, Going for me, looked over at friend, went to get him, I bolt, and just go. I'm like, fuck you, every man for themselves. I'm good. But the most trouble I got into dumbest fucking thing on the planet I think the principal was bored and they were just trying to find a way to get us we looked up poop on the computer (laughs) that was it we just looked up poop we spent a day looking up poop pee all kinds of shit on the computer and then you um and and that was it. And so then they called us in, they're like, We know what poop actually means. We know what you guys are actually trying to look up and you're like, What the fuck? You're looking up dumb words. Oh, what kind shit, of You weird... found my hidden jankum farm. <laughs> <laughs> you found my German shizaporn, how dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Oh shit! Gaster brings up something. that Apparently, he just did at his school, and it's r- rhinoing. I don't. I guess that's what it's called. You grab someone by the shoulder and ram your knee up someone's ass. <laughs> Damn. I've I've never seen that happen before, but I've heard people describe it, and it doesn't sound fun. The most fun game we had that we would play there was obviously the game which I just lost. Yes, and th- which everyone had. But the one for me that I remember most distinctly was a game called Brick. And the game... Once Brick was initiated, once everyone playing established, okay, we're going to play Brick today, you couldn't say a sentence with the word B in it. Because if you did you would immediately get the shit beat out of you unless you touched a doorknob. It's that kind of dumb high school fucking rule where it's just like, you gotta go touch the doorknob or else we're gonna beat the living shit out of you. So every sentence you would just be going through just like, oh, yeah, that was a very great great movie starring... B- 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 uh. <laughs> just like trying to work around saying the word "be" constantly. Yep. <laughs> uh, we we had a game. It was uh called Pirates versus Ninjas. Okay. And um the rules of the game were you were either on the pirate team or the ninja team, and um the what you it, there wasn't any real scoring or anything. It was just like you knew who the pirates were, you knew who the ninjas were, and everybody would go around school with a plastic spoon. That would be your weapon because they let us keep plastic spoons. Oh fuck. And um. You would have to, like, stealthily draw the spoon across somebody's throat, and you got a kill on them. Oh, shit! The the closest thing we ever had to that, and this was more of like a theater group thing to build up energy. Did you ever play Ninja? And it's where... Yeah, it's like the one where you have to do all the moves and stuff. Yeah, everyone would stand in a circle, and you would freeze, and then one person would move, and the goal was to try to hit the hand of the person next to you, and they would be out. And that game gets intense when you get really close to it. Yeah, people can go real fast in it. Um, the best story that I had from Pirates versus Ninjas was, um, we had each each team had a leader, and this was in the theater department, and it was, um, Noah was the uh, pirate team leader, and a guy named Justin was the ninjas, and um, of course we went to college with Noah; he's a great guy, but um, the ninja team leader, I mean, they were both really good friends too. Yeah. So, um, Noah lived in, a basically like a, a large shed that had been renovated and turned into a, uh, like a living space on his parents' property in high yeah. school. So what, what old Ninja Captain did one day is he busted up into that shed and he hid in the closet waiting for Noah to get in there. Yeah. And the moment he did, he got in, he sat down at his computer and... Justin had left his necklace on the computer, so as soon as, like, he was like, what? And he looks around, and he just gets got. (laughs) That's so good. That's a choice. But, Blake, this is not a podcast about high school, unfortunately. Halfway through that, I was like, we can just keep doing this for the rest of the show. Oh, wait, that's not what this show was about. This is our brainstorming show. It's about creating the next great Hollywood idea so we never have to do a podcast again. I've been to L.A., I've seen what they want, I know the ideas, so Blake, what are we going to bring them this week? Um, you know what? Fuck Hollywood. Let's make Hollywood come to us this week, because Scotty, I think what we need now is we need to to grow our base, we need to grow the BS community, and that's why I think we need to start a cult. Okay, I was terrified you were about to be like... Hollywood's gonna come to us for all of our great high school stories. We're gonna make the next book smart, the next super bad. It's the us. The next all... High School Musical. The <laughs> we're singing about fucking Elmo. That's exactly what it's gonna be. Okay, so our own... no, no, no. What we do need though is because Scotty, I've been learning a lot about cults recently. Okay, and I found out a couple of things. One, they all follow a basic formula, and two. It's real fucking easy to start a cult. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm actually trying my best. There we go. WikiHow.com. How to start a cult. Okay. Okay. <laughs> oh, this is choice. Oh, man. I'm Matt. We don't put these on YouTube anymore, unfortunately, because I'm going to be honest, I got lazy. But how to start a cult. Part one pick up. A- Pick an obsession and the picture is so good because it's just a boy thinking about, about cheese. cheese. He loves these he's trying to get a cheese cult going. So Now cheese- a cheese cult would be good. Now what this me what this is in a nutshell is like a cult Whenever you find an idea that a lot of people like, a lot of people are into, you can co-opt those ideas into your cult. You could just wholesale steal that shit. That's what Joseph Smith did when he started Mormonism. Okay, so, wow. All right. (laughs) I love how Mormonism is the one religion everyone's like, we can shit on this one, but all the other ones we need to be careful, but fuck Mormons. (laughs) Everyone else, though. Fuck. It's because it was started by a shyster. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, choose a subject or activity that improves your life. I feel like, at this point, a load of BS. This is a cult based around us. We improve people's lives through our good, good comedy, Blake. Yeah, we are actually, like, we are blessed by spirits of happiness, so... You know what? Let's just find a lesser saint or something in someone's holy index and say they came to us and they told us, you know what? I'm actually the big god. I was really holding back. I was letting the others kind of take our stuff and like but now I've blessed you with the comedy. Can you find us a uh can you find us a, a god who we can be blessed by per- uh, perhaps a god of like Wine <laughs> or a god of whiskey. I do also enjoy, I would like to read this. It's possible to form a cult around French cheese, Roblox cheating, or string theory. I wanna be in the Roblox cult. I wanna be in that cult full of nothing but seven year olds with their mom's phones. Yes. You know what? This is how this is a first way that we could go in, because you know, we can start by just going into the Roblox community and saying, "Hey, you like Roblox? We're like Roblox, but better." Listen to our podcast. Seven-year-olds, yes. please, six-year-olds. You won't get a lot of it. Don't don't think about your Elmos in that way. Um, rest of picking obsession just says something you can be passionate about, something that will benefit others, and learn as much as possible about it. I feel like we know a lot, we're passionate about ourselves, we love, (laughs) we, we benefit others, and we, we probably know as much about ourselves more than anybody else can, honestly. That's true, that's what, we've gotta be able to convince everybody else that we're the shit. Yes. So that's why we got to start being able to predict things before they happen. We just really get into everyone else's minds so they think they're in our minds because then they think they know us and they know we're the best. Okay, so have we found our god yet? Uh, Gaster in chat has proposed Artuanus, god of art and whiskey. Alright, Artuanus. Artuin- the cult of Artuanus. Everybody, you're going to have to grab my Artuanus. God! <laughs> We, okay, Gaster, love you. We need a better fucking thing than our twainous. We can't be called the Twainus boys. I guess he, he's well known enough. Can we take but... out the us? Can we be the cult of our Twain? Yeah, but, well, that's the real name, actually. It's our Twain. Uh, our, twain just, our Twain just added the us to throw people off their trail. Oh, okay. That was the fun part about it. Now, how did... Here's the thing. The, the thing about... I guess Mormonism is the cult we're going to keep comparing ourselves to. Is that uh, old Joseph Gordon Levitt, or whatever his name is? Yep, yeah, that was him. Joseph Gordon Levitt started he, it. He went out into the forest, and the gods gave him some sort of fancy underwear. And for that, he was like, I'm mean, a Mormon. How did we come into contact with R. Twain? Because I like this story that we. We were we... just drinking whiskey one day, and yeah. then the bottle. <laughs> No, no, no. We were at the red phone booth. Okay, here's the part about the partying with Chewbacca night. Blake, this came to me a few nights ago because, I, you know, I infamously blacked out that night. But I looked at my receipt and I realized I didn't drink that much that night. I didn't have that much alcohol. Why would I have blacked out? What could have been strained from my memory? And last night it came to me in a vision and I remembered walking up to the bar in this miraculous large man with a Metallica t-shirt on walked up and was like hello my name's Art R- Twain hello my name Art Twain <laughs> that's a that's a very interesting voice you have there Art Twain it is very interesting my name Artwain. and you my friend you seem to enjoy the whiskeys yes and I'm like oh I, I do love I do love whiskey quite a lot he goes Drink of this cup, and he hands me a cup of Lagavulin a um, hundred and sixteen. It's aged a hundred years longer than normal Lagavulin. Well, I-, like, I thought it was a Lagavulin a thousand sixteen, like that would be. No, it was six. It was sixteen hundred. And he goes, "This is the smokiest shit on the planet. If you can take this, if you can drink this and not fucking instantly die." You need to actually put your mouth over the bottle, because it will evaporate immediately. (laughs) And so I did, I put my mouth on his bottle, and the darkest Pedia smoke entered my lungs, and it felt like I was on a ship on the ocean, I could smell salt water, and actually when I opened my eyes, I was on a ship on the ocean, and you were there, and you, (laughs) and you, and you you, uncle... (laughs) That's, that's very, that's very strange, because I knew you disappeared before we met on the ship, but I actually met, I met another character. I met, I met Burbane. Burbane? <laughs> no, Cult of Burbane! That's gotta be what it's called! The Cult of Burbane! <laughs> <laughs> it's just... And, uh, what we, well, here's the thing, we arrived on the ship. Okay, no, Gaster's sad because we did we changed it to Burbane. It's gotta be Art ta- it's gotta be R Twain. We're no, stick- li- I, all that, no, Gaster made a correction. Burbane. Burbane, I, like okay. I like the spelling. He does like Burbane. Okay, so we landed on the ship and then like this ghostly spirit of Burbane was in front of us and he was just like Hello friend <laughs> It's me Burbane, you know. Burbane. I don't know why I have this voice. It have nothing to do with Bourbon. I have vodka god. He goes, you have two choices. You can ride this ship into the heavens. You can try to sail through this storm. Or you can die because of that. And he pointed and there was a hurricane on the horizon coming towards our ship. And that's how Burbane tests people. Is that you can either go through the ocean and you can try your best to sail the ship or you could fall under and drown and die trying, and millions have died trying thanks to Burbank. Well, that's when he sent us on our holy pilgrimage, because we need to find people who can pilot the ship. We need to find a crew, as it were, to sail it, and it's a massive ship, my dude. Did he tell you this? Because for me, he was like, just take us out. Because this is kind of like, a, it's like a, it's like a vision. This is, this isn't real. <laughs> this isn't real. Because what happens in the vision is he's like, you must sail through this storm and you either survive and become one of my chosen people or you will perish. At which point I take the rudder. I send you to go get on sails and you were fucking whipping those sails like it's nothing. Well, yeah, cause I got these big beefy fucking arms. Yeah, you were so jacked. You looked so strong. Oh my t- god, dude. I turned oh, into god. a JoJo character for a bit. <laughs> no, it's like the fucking SpongeBob episode where the wrestling, you ripped off your shirt and you're suddenly five foot taller and jacked. It's like, I have blessed you with my Burbane. But unfortunately Take but- off your shirt. <laughs> well, <gasps> here's the bad part about it, Blake, though, is we did everything we could, but we did get caught up in the hurricane. The ocean just surrounding us and enveloping us and dragging us under. And I thought I was gasping my last breath when suddenly I heard, Not on my fucking watch. Whoosh! And then Momoa Curry, god of the sea himself, grabbed our ship and just yeeted us out of the ocean onto the nearby shore where Burban was watching and was like, Oh fuck Sorry um, I did not know you were spoken for. My bad <laughs> No Mama was like it's cool. We can share if you want. He's like, excellent my friends, come sip with me the finest bourbons. And uh that's when we got got, got to drink bourbon with him and that's probably why we ended the night just fucking vomiting everywhere is from all of the bourbon Bourbane gave us. Well, that was, it was a great, but we still need to, like, before we can ascend to his chosen, we would need to actually pilot the ship through to his holy realm. Which is the, it is the challenge that everybody faces at the end of their life, as long as they were touched by Burbane. Well, no, 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 he yeeted, like, Momoa yeeted us onto the holy land, and that's when he was like... Okay, you were supposed to just, like, get out of the storm. Like, I didn't expect you to be here. Didn't expect you to fucking no-clip all the way to my island. That's why That's why we got to do it again, but we did have that one real good night to show us, like, okay, this is what we want. Exactly, and that's what we're wanting to teach everybody. Mm-hmm. And that's why we've started the cult of Artway and Burbane, whatever. Now, uh... Step well, two. that's why um that's why he gave you his special recipe, isn't it? Yes, and um, that's why you make you're making bourbane bourbon because once a person has a sip then they 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 begin to grasp the greater the greater ethereal feel of bourbane and they could they can more readily touch his world. The recipe just just says Bourbane's secret stuff, and it was just water it was really weird. It right. was just what it was really milky water though. Oh god, so we've got our backstory. Uh now number two, form a group, choose a leader, and I guess us or do we want to put this on Gaster? Like Gaster is the idea man. Yeah, Gaster's our idea boy. Or could he be like second in command? He's Burbat number two. He's you know a what? Burbank... Gaster could Gaster He's... could be like the hand he's burbane level five he's gotten up to a level five burbane warrior yes (laughs) now establish the rules of the cult i want five that's all i want is five rules one treat whiskey with respect Mm -hmm. number two be cool we don't want no assholes here yeah be cool no assholes in parentheses number three rule number three this is not a cult <laughs> look here this is not a cult no that's not one so much can... a rule no that's rule number three is this is not a cult rule number four Buffalo Wild Wings this weekend, that's rule number four.
1: Yeah, B-dubs, hit me up.
0: Um, Yeah, rule number four is B-dubs, question mark, (laughs) and then rule number five is fuck you. Yes, these are rules, (laughs) and that's it. That's the full list. (laughs) (laughs) And rule number six, of course, um, you do not talk about the cult of Burbank. Rule number seven, fuck, I told you only five rules. Rule number eight, I'm sorry. Rule number nine, it's okay. (laughs) Rule number 10 There are 10 rules now (laughs) (laughs) Write up a body text All cults have a governing text Which have the virtue of being both Mysteriously vague Pseudo profound and easy to read If you want your cult to grow and attain a sense Of legitimacy it's a good idea to self publish Your guidelines for life or your teachings As a group I feel like we could probably pimp this somewhere in, uh, In the fucking southern mythology book yeah, the this cult- is the this is when we write the book of Burbain. Holy shit, Sir the Southern, Southern mythology is the Gospel of Burbain. Yes! The Gospel of Burbane! And then at the beginning of it we have our the rules of the cult of Burbain and everything, yeah. Uh find a place to practice or worship. <laughs> B double threes? <laughs> B double threes, maybe. <laughs> Weekly B dubs meeting. You in, you in, you in. Good. All right. This is it, it. Gets to the point where we just have to build our own B dubs. Yes. Uh, number five. Come up with a slogan. Um. Hold on. Wings, beer, sports. That's our slogan. <laughs> no, I feel like that one's already been taken. But yeah, but it's okay. Uh, his drink, his breath. Fuck yeah, Burbayne. <laughs> No. <laughs> Rule no, No, our slogan is no rules just right, other than the ten rules. <laughs> <laughs> no rules just right, other than those ten rules we told you about. Welcome to the Cult of Burbane. No rules just right. May we start by reading the rules. <laughs> Number six, bring other people in slowly, which is really kind of how we've been doing podcasting this whole time. Just like... We're just going to bring in a couple at a time, just a few. It's okay. Oh, it was a, it was by design then. All right. It's part three: becoming cultish. All right. Make Mm -hmm. sure all behavior lines up with the party platform. Refer to your concept as the only true idea. B-Dub's is the only true restaurant where we may sup. It is the Hall of Urbane. You may not go in the kitchen. That is where his holiness sits. Number three, practice your obsession. All right, motherfuckers, let's get liquored up. Let's go. We got a new, we got a new, uh, we got a new batch of breath in. It's called Burbane's breath. Burbane's breath. Oh man, that's a good name, actually. Uh, <laughs> do community outreach. My favorite part about this, by the way, Blake, is our main character in all of the WikiHow pictures. There's character development because he's slowly looking more wicked and evil with each picture oh yeah yeah if you don't know anything about how like the trajectory of a cult it usually it ends up with mass murder slaughter or death so this is where we're going yeah and we've already we can't stop at this point uh wow the questions are great am i allowed to make cute pamphlets for my cheese cult that sounds great can a cult be based off garlic bread sure we have a rival cult what should we do about them let them feel the wrath of the cult of your own. They shall learn not to disrespect their rivals. Can I start a cult about cheese? <laughs> like, that's so good. I, I always believe that the Almighty being up was a wheel of Gouda. Yeah. Uh, who, who, yeah, that's another thing that a, good, a cult needs. A cult needs enemies. Because once you get your people in, you need to keep them in by having another. Can a cult be... Can a cult be about killing bad people? Yeah! Yeah. This could lead to a lot of legal trouble! (laughs) It's fine. See, that's the thing about having a cult, though. You have the lackeys do it. Plausible deniability. I love you can hear the finger wag with it. Just like, oh, you scamp. Don't you start no Myrtle cult without me, at least. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Where would we go if we went full murder cult? Who would we start with? Well, no, my question is actually going to be which one of us starts down the dark path. Because one of us has to be the Wozniak, and one of us has to be the Steve Jobs that decides to take this thing too far. Um. Oh, see, that's what it's going to be. We're going to split the cult, and our enemy is going to become each other. Oh, okay, so we're going to have... Uh cult of verbane and cult of verbane wolf pack. <laughs> I I get the wolf pack though. Oh shit. Right. Okay, Gaster says it's good. He's gonna make a fake cult that's gonna be our enemy, but we always go and murder them. Okay, yes. And and by murder, of course, we don't mean kill, but we just mean murder. Yeah. Plausible deniability. Not actual murder. Well, they just don't, they're not there. That's the big, that's the big gimmick. They do all turn up dead, though, but we didn't murder them. We did not murder them, because the cult of Burbank does not murder. We instead highly intoxicate individuals and send them out on their way in in cars. Uh, (laughs) That's not, it's not murder. No, not murder at all. We get them very, very drunk, and we put them out in the desert to see what happens. Oh, really? If they are truly blessed, then they will return. Oh, rule number 12, do not jack off the statue of Burbane. Rule number 13, fuck, we forgot rule 11. Rule 14, eh. <laughs> rule 15, there are 15 rules now. Uh, but by the time it gets to, like, we have a, over a million followers, there will probably be a billion rules. Yeah. And most of them will be three words or less. Yes, and, and uh, every five ones are fuck it, there are 20 rules now. Fuck it, there are 30 rules now. Rule 16, no more rules. Rule 17, fuck you. <laughs> we just get to the point there are more fucks in our rule book than actual words. The word fuck is present in the rules more than the word rule, which begins every single rule. (laughs) We're like, yeah, we doubled up the fucks sometimes, we're not gonna lie. Rule 757,491, stop saying fuck in these rules, dude. (laughs) Could you fucking stop for one fucking second? (laughs) Alright, well here's the thing, Blake, cults are expensive. And if we're going to be able to afford this cult, the cult of Burbain, we're going to have to go to the Shell Station. Ding, ding. Dearly beloved, we have gathered here today to get through this thing called promos. Electric word promos, it means shilling shit, and that's gonna be for a mighty long time. Yeah. And I said, I said to him, the words of pain shill, shill, shill. Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's wow. I already go preachy on it. I just I'm always just like Patreon.com slash a load of BS. That's the website where you can go and support these good old BS boys. And you get exclusive content like our show, You Paid For This, where we watch terrible movies like The Master of Disguise or Larry the Cable Guy Health Inspector and we commentate over them. We've also got shows like Wrestling History X, FAQ. There's all a whole series of other shows, a whole nother world you never knew about on patreon.com slash a load of BS. Also, donating to the Patreon is your entry fee to get into the cult of Burbank. Yes, like, once you're, once you donate, you're in, bud. You Welcome- get your, I, I can't legally say this, but you get your free whiskey at the door. Yeah, we're not gonna legally say that, because I'm not gonna give anyone my fucking whiskey, but, uh, <laughs> And also, you get shouted out on the show of your choice every single week, like the Patreon Saints of the BS, my mom and dad, like Salty Frank of the Seven Seas, like Gazi, like all kinds of crazy motherfuckers, the uh, Associates Anonymous podcast, which I'm going to be guesting on that show again soon, so you guys need to subscribe and check out Associates Anonymous. They all donate, and so should you at patreon.com slash a load of BS, but, but, like, when when we baptize... When we baptize our congregation in the river of bourbon. <laughs> burning their eyes horribly. Uh, it blinds them so they're reliant on us. Exactly, but what will they be wearing? What stylish robes will be engulfing their bodies? I'm sure it's whatever you can find at merch.alotofpurebs. Com. You can get all of our great shirts. You can get other stuff. I mean, we got posters. We got, um... Merch for all of our different podcasts, and of course, most importantly, what are you going to drink? drinking that whiskey out of? The holy cup of bourbon itself, because we got them! We got cups, ladies and gentlemen. I love this, because I, usually I do the merch plug, and so Blake broke, he was like, we got, uh, posters, and, um, shirts, and cups! <laughs> we got cups! Whoa. Scotty, I can't get the merch upload of com. Oh, is it not loading? Oh, I might, I might not have paid this month yet. Um, hey guys, go donate to the Patreon so I can afford to put the merch site back up. Oops, oopsie boopsie! Oh no! Oh no! Oops! <laughs> well, by the time this episode goes up, PureBS.com will be live. So you guys g- need to go and get your shirts, get your cups, get your posters from cap. Ladies and gentlemen, the following event is scheduled for one clusterfuck <laughs> and is set to occur in Birmingham, Alabama. Introducing first, he is the bearded man from the Badlands, the absolute Badlands, Scotty Moore! And in the other corner, sporting the modest, plaid on plaid on plaid, the man with the plaid crown, the plaid is plaid on the plaid, the man who knows nothing about wrestling and everything about plaid, Blake Tenor. I'm sorry, was I supposed to do something there? I thought this was just you two. Oh, no, yeah, no, no, that's Dylan. Hey, and Dylan. Then, and we are the Fight Boys, and it's a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. Make sure to check us out, because when you're a Fight Boy, you're a Fight Boy for life. I am realizing something slowly, and I figured out what the Civil War is going to be. It's not going to be Cult of Burbane versus Cult of Burbane. It's going to be you leading the cult of Burbane versus me in the BS Moon Marines. It's going to be two days. Because, like, that whole segment, I'm like, this is cool, but Blake realizes we already have a name for our tribe, right? The Moon Marines? We have a whole show based on it? Look, you were the one that started pitching because my original thought was going to be, okay, we're going to take our congregation to the moon. Oh! (laughs) That's going to be our end goal. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay okay well moon marine there's still moon marines and then the cult of burbane is like our illuminati they work underneath they don't we don't talk about them but we know they exist <laughs> yeah the cult of burbane is uh, it works in the shadows of the moon marines to make yes. sure that they're dark deeds so now let's get into my idea blake and i'm so sorry but having a baby changes a man so much that i just want us to make a very very dumb baby show similar to a blues clues or a dora the explorer a show where you follow a protagonist with very little character development as they ask you where's the fucking hot dog and you're like it's right behind you good hot dog's there cuz like this baby i swear to god this baby is fixated on the mickey mouse clubhouse show which is hot garbage and the worst thing in existence i didn't think they might be giants would make a song i would utterly despise but they do and it's called the hot dog dance Blake, hot dog hot hot dog hot diggity Dog. fuck you fuck you fuck you I have to hear that all day, and she loves to dance to it. So I'm like, "Oh, isn't this cute?" But fuck, this is the 50th time I've heard this damn song. It's so garbo. And my favorite part about the show is the Mystery Mouse Tool. It's a special tool that will help them later. Because anytime they get into a little scuffle, Mickey's like, "All right, everybody, let's call out Toodles," and Toodles is just. A fucking robot that they introduced for no reason to the Mickey Mouse canon. That he has a robot now, and the robot can summon things for him. But the robot also has a mystery mouse tool that no one knows what the fuck it is, and he brings it to help. And I'm like, one day I'd love if Mickey Mouse was like walking down the street and Pete or whoever sh- walks out with a gun. <laughs> All right, it's fucking time we did this, Mickey. Drop it, mouse! Now, please! Give me everything! Oh, Toodles! And then Toodles comes out, and he's like, All we've got left is the mystery, mystery mouse tool. Okay, maybe that'll help. And then he gives it, it's just like a fucking cheese grater, and Mickey gets shot. I love this. Where I the- thought you were like, he gives it to him, and it's a shotgun. <laughs> no, no, no. The mystery mouse gatool is just useless. Like, it's something like, Mickey's like, Ah, oh, fuck, I guess that's... The danger of not knowing what your full kid is by the time you go out. Well, kids, it's time y'all learned a valuable lesson about losing a loved one. <laughs> okay, so what's hot the Hot dog, hot dog, hot dog. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. It's, you see, sh- shotgun, well, you don't see it, cut to black, soprano-style shotgun, and then you hear... Hot dog, hot dog, dog. hot diggity, diggity dog, and okay, it just fucking fades in on a casket, and it's Mickey, and you're like, oh no! It happened! We willed this into existence, I'm sorry, Mouse Man. So, what's ours? What's our show? What's our show for kids gonna be? Well, we could either make an original character, or we could use a an existing character that we would have to just fair use the hell out of. Oh, are you saying we'd make our own young Sheldon, where young Sheldon is going through and bazinga everybody? Well, this- we could just make BS Babies. BS Babies is very, very good. So what's the story of BS Babies? Because Dora the Explorer is a fucking explorer- Blue's Clues is about a dog that solves mysteries, I guess, or some shit. And then you jump into books. Mickey Mouse Cl- Mouse Clubhouse is about Mickey Mouse. Like, there's gotta be an idea behind it. Well, it's, um, <laughs> it's just gonna be our adventures in finding new ideas that we can pitch on our podcast. Okay, so, well, hold on. Okay, no, 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 I- I'm actually kinda down with this. This storytelling technique where we find one thing and it spurns a BS baby to be like, oh look, it's a, it's a little block. We could tell a story about a block who walks down to, to the airport and he gets on a plane and he flies to India. And he lands in India. And then at that point, one BS baby is like, oh no, I don't have any ideas. Let's go on an adventure and continue the story. And so it's a like a bait it's a an even more simple story within the grand scope of the story we're telling. So imagine like a, a hop on pop that we're telling, and then there's a grander adventure going on as we go through and we're like, oh now this is a bowl a bowl of famous curry. He went, the block went to a store and ate Chloe. <laughs> yep. Well, see, that could be something we could do. Like, it's the the little block going to India, but the block has to get on a plane. So we're going to have to get on a plane to India, and we're going to have to fly, but I've never flown before. What's flying like? I know this episode's not come out yet, but I'm looking at our uh, our stats right now, and somehow we are negative five subscribers now. After this segment of us just being like, I'm a little baby and I got blocks, it's very good. You fucking blockhead. <laughs> you blockhead! So, okay, who are our other characters? Who's our other character? We need an apparent, a parental figure who's watching over us. We need a villain, a a swiper, if you will. And we need a third character who is in the canon. Like, say, like, uh, Diego or Magenta from Blue's Clues. But we never really bring them up. Like, they're just always around, but we don't really talk about them that much. Okay, so that's Dylan, co-host of Five Boys. (laughs) No, I was gonna say, it's Austin, our bartender friend from Birmingham. It's just Austin, and when we get tired and we lose ideas, Austin's the final piece. So we go to his his bottle bar, and he's up there serving bottles of Milkies to us. Stop. (laughs) Fucking stop and we tell him the story so far a little bit more and he'll be like well fellas that sounds interesting but have you considered that maybe this is what happened to the block and he tells the end of the story each time he could be like an older brother character almost and also like our parental character i'm feeling papa curry since you brought him up earlier oh yeah hey bud What's up, you motherfuckers? Don't know why you put me in a kid's show, but I'm here. Except since it's, like, kids, and he's more like, blah, 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 motherfucker. Well, I, I like it because he's gonna be the one. You never see his face. Like, it's gonna be one of those. Like, you only see his legs. You just see Jason Momoa's jacked body locked into frame. Womp, 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 womp. And then walk out with a Poseidon fucking trident floating behind him. It's like, well, I guess Papa Curry's gonna go out and subjugate the mer people again. And what are we gonna do today? wet. He's never not wet in the scenes. <laughs> it's like all right, I guess I guess dark Atlantis is rising again. What are we going to do this week? Yeah. Um I do like that canon storyline where there's just always a dark secret going on with the with the father figure. Um now our villain I like Dylan as a concept of the villain because we'll be making these great ideas and he'll insult us and basically tear down our story and say it's <laughs> dumb. He'll Don't. do what he normally does? Exactly. And that's when we have to go to Austin's bar to get on milky. And fucking then... <laughs> shit. <laughs> and then that's when the story logically ends there. Each episode has that exact same formula of... I tell a half of a story, you tell a half of a story, Dylan comes, or no, 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 Dylan tries to butt in after the first one, we get him out, then the second one he butts in, he makes us feel dumb, then we go see Austin for milk, (laughs) and then he tells the end of the story, so it's a three-part story, oh, and Gaster's in the background popping in and out of trees, or appliances. (laughs) I like I like the idea of Gaster being, like, a character that pops in every now and again for, like, special episodes who just tells Buckwild stories. Oh, oh, no, we're gonna get into his Buckwild story that he just put in our chat in a few seconds. But, um, I like that. I like Frank could be, like, our pirate neighbor. He's another baby. But he thinks he's a pirate. He's a salty Frank the pirate baby. Mm-hmm. Why don't... Well, no, I was going to say we could all be babies, like it could be a huge group, like a Rugrats situation, but I don't think, I feel like that, even though Rugrats was about babies, I don't think Rugrats was a show for babies at all. Not for babies, it was actually for like kids that were just a little bit older. I'd say like seven, like way past babies, like three babies old <laughs> is how old you need to be to get with a Rugrats. Yeah, you'd have to be old enough to understand what's going on and have spatial awareness, so yeah, that's fair. I mean, you remember that fucking episode where Chucky has the clown nightmare? Scarred me for years, and I was seven then. You can't fuck with me on Rugrats, it's terrible. I love me some Rugrats. Oh my god gaster popping in as well my favorite thing is for the people who don't know we go live on twitch gaster just sounds like our producer who's whispering us secret secret nothings every few minutes uh but gaster episodes are old timey stories Where we follow Gaster as a baby, because Gaster is an old man in this world, and he helps them solve the BS baby problems. I like the idea of Gaster being an old man, but like he's always telling these stories, uh, like historical stories, like of George Washington as as a baby when he could not have possibly been there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, not only that, I I love this, him being our old man, and he'll tell us stories, but we filter it through the baby mind. So, like, certain things get extrapolated, certain things get misunderstood. We're just like, when he was seven years old, George Washington fucked up a cherry tree. Obviously, for the kids' show, it'd be different, but it, you would like to see old George Washington just go into town on a cherry tree. Now, I think I think ours should be about. I think ours should be extremely factual, though. And it's like a lot of people think that that happened to George Washington, but it didn't, kids. It wasn't a cherry tree. It was his mother's leg. <laughs> He chopped the shit down. My favorite episode is the one where it's dead quiet. It actually begins on a blacklight. And then a single spotlight shines down on me, baby. And I go, Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) His name was Alexander Hamilton. (laughs) Damn, there's a million things he hasn't done. But just you wait. And then fucking a chorus of babies, Bobby. Just you wait. Actually, I think it would be- that's the- that's when we introduce Baby Lin-Manuel Miranda. Oh, fuck yes! Baby Lin! Baby (laughs) Baby Lin Lin is in- Okay, no, I love this concept of an upgraded Muppet babies, but with real people. So we can have a Baby Lin-Manuel Miranda. We can have the Baby McElroy's come in! We can have all kinds of babies pimp in and guest star on the show. So it's the BS babies and friends. So we bring in our friends exactly i cannot wait for the childish gambino baby baby bino episode this is america (laughs) bam (laughs) fucking shoot someone with a nerf gun (laughs) yep that's it and it'll teach kids about the dark nature of american politics i cannot can we get baby sanders in on this baby sanders i don't know if you're i don't know if this is a colonel sanders or a bernie sanders I am once again asking you for your financial support. Do you know how a baby childish Gambino cries? How? where wah 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 and then more babies coming. What is going on? Well, we started with a dumb idea, and we were like, let's see if we could put some mustard on this and make it even stupider. And we did. We took that down, bud. Oh, man, I'm real proud of us. Um, Baby Cena, just coming out, you can't see me? And they help me tell- they help us tell stories throughout the whole thing. Yes. I- I do think we're gonna have to move away from old format, though, at this point, because- I think this might be for, like, the three to four demo, not the younger demo. I think it's gonna have to be for the three to four audience, because we're gonna have more of, like, a a, a Scooby-Doo Adventures version. Yeah, it's a little bit older. Now, before we, uh, this is something, I wouldn't mind doing this at the end of the show, from now on, before we do what was awesome this week, and it's, uh, it's audience fucking pitches, that we could just talk about so anybody out there if you want to send a pitch in send it to a load of pure bs at gmail.com and it might get read out on the show but gaster just decided to pimp in and put it right in chat my idea for my show is called david and the nine spears and it is a show about nine characters who find nine spears and have to battle this powerful warlock who split his soul into the spears. And if he would, it would be drawn in a watercolor palette. It would feature dark plots mixed with comedy, character development, lore, and maybe even diving into some realistic topics. The story ends with the warlock dying, but discovering the main character, David realizes that the warlock is him. And to save everyone, he. J- wait, what? Wait, wait, what? <laughs> The story ends with the warlock die- dying, but David realized, the main character David realizes that the warlock is himself. I guess like there's a time travel thing. What? Okay, yeah, I can see that. I mean, I'm okay with that. That's pretty cool, Gaster. I do, I re, I do like a good collection plot in anything, like, I, like a fucking. Adventure Zone, collecting all of the different ancient relics, collecting the seven Dragon Balls, Chaos Emeralds. I like a good collect up It's really cool. Because it, it it gives a story instant meaning, no matter what. Uh, because, like, any season of the Adventure Zone, you know the stakes, but then there are grander stakes beyond that and even more beyond that. So it's a really cool way of tiering a story and creating, like, different levels in it. Yeah, well, it's like, okay, so Gaster says at the end, uh, you know, the warlock is a future version of himself, and it constantly loops around, so it's like the warlock finally realizes that he has to find his quartet to get the fucking horn of Gabriel so he can ascend the dark tower. (laughs) okay, oh, okay, so it's a looper situation, it's looping the whole thing, so David destroys the loop by removing himself. So it's really, this is kind of like a a dark groundhog's day that they're in right now. I'm so. down with it. Mm-hmm. I'm down with that. I think that would be better as, like, a book or a movie rather than a TV show, because I think a TV show, you'd want to create something that could be a little open-ended for multiple seasons, and if this ended... I don't know why I'm giving you, like... This is a little bit unrealistic. You're probably gonna need to phase it back. Meanwhile we just pitched fucking wah 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 wah, wah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that is not very Bourbane money of you. <laughs> Burbane money. Yeah, it's like what we say instead of cash money. Oh, okay. Uh I'm sorry, I'm over here with my moon marines, I don't know what that's all about. But you guys have fun down there in your dark chamber that smells of war- whiskey. And you just hear chance of Drink, drink, drink,
1: yeah. drink.
0: It's like that. That's not. It's. It's like that's not actually like a chant or anything. That's just we had a new guy come in and he wanted to chug some shit, and so we were like, drink, 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 drink. What's up, Moon Marines? You want to come down and have a real party? We got a B dubs. We got a fucking B dubs on the moon. Oh, um, So of course, if you want to get red out and red to shit, red to filth. Send in your pitches to a load of pureBS at gmail.com, but for now, Blake Tanner. What was awesome this week? With fucking money. Um Wait. <laughs> money. Patreon.com. It's a load of BS. Go. Now I got my tax refund this week, baby. Oh shit. We're still waiting on ours. I, I filed finally. Because we I here's the thing. When you're single, taxes are easy. It's I got my W4, I'm gonna put it in there and I'm done. When you're married, shit gets more complicated than that. So that wasn't a fun time for me. That's fair. That's understandable. I just got my money back and I'm putting it towards Orlando. Yeah. We're gonna die. (laughs) Yeah. Well, my thing that's awesome this week... did you talk about the famed meal delivery service HelloFresh on the show already? Because if so, I need to figure out something else. I did, but I want you to talk about it again. I just, I really like it. Like, I like getting into cooking now. I really do enjoy, like, my, my I got my mom and dad into it, and today, I sent you a picture of it, because I actually made it a couple weeks back, and then I made it again, because my mom got it. The Pepper Jack Grilled Loaded Nasty Burgers. They're so good. That's probably my favorite thing I've got from them. And it's weird because, I don't know, normal people see cooking as cooking, as me as I'm I'm like, it's a science experiment where, anything, where it's measurements and test tubes and all sorts of fun shit. That's where I'm at when it comes to cooking, and that's what HelloFresh really amps up the science side of it because it's not worrying about the right size potato or worrying about whatever. It's just take what we give you put in bowl it's made and and that's a good thing about it is like if you're worried about um like cooking if it seems like it's a big to do to learn how to cook if you get a meal delivery service like for a little while especially if you've got uh, a discount for it or something you get a few free boxes or a few free boxes worth um then it really does teach you how to cook in a lot of different ways like i always liked cooking but, I like, having a bunch of set recipes and instructions really, like, broadened my horizons for what the fuck I could do while I'm in the kitchen. So, I, I like I'm asparagus. looking forward to it. I like asparagus. I didn't think I'd like asparagus, but I do, apparently. Yeah, asparagus is really good. Like, most of the sides they have are really well done. Especially, oh, yeah. um, and, and I'm just talking about HelloFresh because they should pay me. Uh, but whoever they've got doing their, uh, like doing their, uh, recipes has just got something going. Oh, yeah, yeah, easily. Um, also, since we've already talked about this, I will also say a good self-care night is another thing I think is very awesome, because the other day, uh, it was actually one of the days we were supposed to record BS, and I was like, Emily's sick, I'm going home. Well, fun fact, but, like, she was asleep, and the baby was asleep, so I was like, oh, self-care night for Scotty. So I, um, I I did I got into Gurp's stash which you need to listen to last week's episode to understand what that means. Dug into Gurp's stash a little bit and just watched a bunch of drag queen videos on YouTube while sipping very hot tea and then took a warm bath with fucking Epsom salts and um a bath a uh, bath bomb in it and did a face mask and just queer eyed it up and it was so nice. Full-on spa night! Full spa night for the BS boy, and it felt so nice. I need to do that sometime. I've been going for so long, like... Oh, my fucking weeks have... My life... I have no life. I have no life now. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, like, same here. That's my favorite part about a vacation now, is not, oh, I'm in a different location, and I get to go do things. When I was in California, the most exciting thing about that to me was... I can take so many hot baths. I can just take so many hot baths and just steam it up. It feels so good. Oh, thank God. That's real nice. Uh, I'm about to fucking take a nice hot shower. So let's end this puppy. no, I want to talk more about all the hot baths I've taken and all of the great be- show- beer showers I've had. Shower beers. Bitch. Until next week, Blake Tanner, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom TheDarkRoomVidya D-A-R-K-R-O-O-M-V-I-D-Y-A on YouTube. And you can find me here doing all of the lovely podcasts that I'm a part of at the BS Network, which is, of course, a load of BS, Fight Boys, and Deviant. Yeah, it's, it's such a good show. I'm so excited. I've not written all of the next episode yet, and the next episode comes out this Sunday, so I'ma have a lot of work to do this weekend. <laughs> Neat. I, I I hope I'll have time to record it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's a, it's not gonna be a fun time. But you can find me on Twitter at Scotty Mo S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O. You can buy all my books on Amazon, and you can check out all those shows Blake Tanner just mentioned online at a load of pure Special thanks to Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes for our theme song Rick Flair from their album Tom McGuire and the Brass Holes. If you like funk, if you like a lot of jazz, if you like trumpets and shit, they got really they've got really good music. Um I'm a real big fan of theirs and of course you can check out their most recent single, Caveman. Yep, and they're actually doing, like, weekly releases to promote, I think the album is gonna be called Battle Weapons, and it's they've got some very good shit coming off of Battle Weapons, so make sure to check that out and support Tom, and support us whether that be on Patreon, pick it up, merch, but if you can't do that, we understand. Leave us five stars on iTunes and tell a friend to check out a load of BS, but of course, until next time, remember to find Blake and me on Twitter at a load of pure BS, except no substitutes, and we will see you next week.